Hey, what's up? And welcome back to the Call Her Blessed podcast. I'm your hostess, Rebecca Hardy. I want to start today's podcast with a story. It is completely unrelated to the topic for today, but I just have to share it because it is so cute. Oh my gosh. I was walking through the mall and I walked into Macy's and I'm looking for shoes. And so I'm looking around and I lock eyes with this little girl who's sitting with her mom and she smiles at me. So I just smiled at her and I waved and she says, hi. And I said, hi. And she goes, what's your name? And I said, Rebecca, what's your name? And she gives me her whole name. She says, you know, I'm, I'm Gracie Marie Brown or whatever. And uh, the mom just started laughing and she was like, yeah, she always tells everyone her full name. And I was like, oh, it's okay. You know, when I was a kid, I used to spell my name for people um, because I don't know why you just do things as kids. You don't really think about it. I actually might bring that back. I don't know. I feel like it's a good icebreaker. And plus, like, everyone should know how cool the spelling of my name is. Like, I'm very proud of that. Very thankful to my parents for being a little creative with the K's there. But anyway, she looks at me and she goes, what are your parents' names? And I was like, they're named mom and dad. And she got this look of like, I don't even know if it was horror or excitement or what, but it looked like I had just blown this girl's mind. And she goes, that's my parents' names. And it was just so cute. Like she thought our parents had the same names because they're both named mom and dad. Um, but yeah, anyway, I just thought that was so adorable. So I wanted to share that with you. Um, anyway, on to today's topic. For those of you who follow my social media or if you know me in real life, you know by now that I am engaged and, you know, to the best man who's ever come into my life, like could not be happier or more excited to share this time with all of you and with him. But something I've been doing lately with Dylan is really going down memory lane. You know, now that we're here, now that we're engaged, we've been talking about things like our first date, the first time we had a conversation about the future, the little bumps and joys along the way, funny stories. And in this recent reminiscing, I remember something that really weighed heavily on my heart the first couple of weeks that I was getting to know Dylan. And it's that I was afraid and this is a strange word to use about my story. One, because most of the time I feel pretty fearless. Like I don't usually account for fear in my decisions or in a lot of things I do. So why was I afraid? You know, two, what was even going on with me? I was so confused by this new sensation. And I was talking to my close friend, Teresa, who's actually a huge supporter of this podcast. So hi, Teresa. I love you. Um, and I remembered in the beginning, I had this conversation with her and I told her, like, I, I'm just so afraid because he seems so good. And that actually scared me in a very genuine way. It wasn't just like, oh, I'm afraid because you're so good. It was like, I was actually like, I had like a physical response to it. I was feeling scared. So why the fear? You know, I kept asking myself this. It's so unlike me. You know, I need to rub some dirt on it, pick myself up off the floor, that kind of thing. You know, like what had entered my life and what I came to recognize later is that with him being someone that I thought genuinely good and somebody worthwhile, someone that I, I would really, really want to be with, I had way more to lose. There was a bigger chance of failure here and there was a bigger chance of hurt. 
it's kind of a dark thought right off the bat, but you know, before him, I'd gone through my share of disappointments and heartbreaks. And obviously, you know, I was 26 at the time, um, 25 at the time. I'm sorry. Um, so I'm 25 years old and nothing in my life up until that point had worked out. So what would make this any different, you know? So before getting into anything serious with him, I already just imagined that the answer was no. And I couldn't even dream of something working out for the best because I was so used to things coming to either painful or confusing and you can only imagine my shock as we continued to date and things were super beautiful and loving and funny and happy. And all I kept thinking was, this is too good to be true. Like something in me doubted that good things can be true too. I think sometimes we confuse this idea of realism with pessimism. You know, like this phrase, I'm just being realistic, was something that I would constantly say. And I come to realize now that that is a life that refuses to hope. You know, I was feeling like I was lost. I, I felt hopeless because of the dread that I felt in my life. And I truly was struggling with this idea that God had something good in store for me that I would be able to count on. You know, I thought it would just be taken away from me. And it was like I had this core belief in my heart that once Dylan got to know me, he wouldn't want to be with me anymore. And I texted my friend Kate about it at one point, and she said something that still, oh my gosh, it sticks with me to this day. She said that there's no such thing as too good to be true. It's true because it's good. And I was so moved by this. It was so simple. But this reminder that our God is the God of goodness and truth and beauty. The true, the good, and the beautiful are three major defining marks of God's presence. And that's why St. Paul encourages the Philippians when he says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. You know, how much of our days is taken up by fear, anxiety, dread? You know, how much joy is waiting on the other side when we focus on these things which are true and good and beautiful, these things which St. Paul encourages us to think about? And when thinking about the distrust and the dread of the future that I had in those early days, you know, just waiting for that other shoe to drop, nowadays, now that I know Dylan and, and I have seen the way that this relationship has played out, I feel almost silly for having such a depressing outlook. Um, and, you know, I, I feel a little embarrassed because there was literally no reason to worry. And here I was crying my eyes out in those early days thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose it. You know, I'm not going to be able to keep him or whatever. Um, and I only felt that embarrassment until I was rereading the Gospel of John, because there's this really powerful moment, um, and it's right after Jesus gives the Bread of Life discourse in John chapter 6, and this is where he lays out the truth of the Eucharist, truly being his flesh and blood, that we were invited to eat his flesh and drink his blood, and that this was a gift that he was going to give us. And this teaching caused much arguing and dissension among his followers, which, by the way, go read John chapter 6 after this podcast. This is one of the most jaw-dropping moments of Jesus's life. You know, it's a huge moment. Um, but yeah, I don't even want to tell you what to think when you're reading it. So go and read it. 
and like drink that stuff in. It's so good. But at this time in Jesus's ministry, he had performed huge miracles already, gained a huge following. But when Jesus presented this teaching, many did not want to believe that he could really be saying what he was saying. And Jesus was really laying out this difficult and complex truth that he had come to share with the world himself as a total gift of self. Jesus was holding nothing back, not even his own body and blood. And when he taught this core teaching, which he was building up to, this was something that was going to be, you know, the hallmark of what Jesus came to bring us, forgiveness of sins, and now this gift that can stay with us as we make our journey here on earth, this gift of the Eucharist, many people left him because they couldn't accept it. And what really breaks my heart is the next part. So after a lot of his followers leave him and there's much arguing, Jesus turns to his 12 apostles, his closest friends, and he asks them this very human and very gut-wrenching question. And he just simply asks, will you also leave? Will you also leave me? This was the question that had been laying like a heavy weight on my soul, especially in those early days of my relationship with Dylan, making me feel ashamed and afraid. And in that moment of rereading John's gospel, I felt this human connection with Jesus like never before, that I, I felt the heart of Jesus in those words. And I saw the way that Jesus gave all that he had, risking abandonment. And when people did abandon him, that it hurt. Oh my gosh, you know, I could get emotional just thinking about it now. And how wonderful, you know, Jesus must have felt when Peter replies with, where else would we go? You have the words of everlasting life. Like where, where else are we going to go for this kind of friendship, this kind of love? There is no replacement for you, Jesus. And now through this whole process of engagement and watching the way that Dylan loves me and cares for me, I feel that same answer in my soul. You know, where else would I go? I love you. So if you're in a place where you're afraid to start something new or you're too afraid to show your true self, maybe you're afraid to tell someone that you're into your faith, that you're trying to live chastity or that you're, you want to change your life for the better, you know, all these things that we could be afraid to show people. We're afraid to bear our hearts. We're afraid to open ourselves up for abandonment or for judgment. Just be assured that the true, the good, and the beautiful are always worth it. And just like Jesus, we cannot let the chance or the fear of rejection drive our actions. That we're called to boldly pursue these good things. And be rest assured that those who truly love us and those who have been placed in our lives by our loving God will give us that same answer that Peter gave. You know, where else would I go? And I want to affirm in you those good desires to be seen for who you are, to be loved wholeheartedly, and to be accepted in your infirmity. These are good desires. Um, The first place we go to is Jesus with this. Long before I met Dylan, I met Jesus. And Jesus was the first one who showed me that I could be loved in my brokenness, in these less savory parts of my heart, that I could be fully known because he knew everything about me. And that I could still be loved at the same time, loved for everything that I am. And because of this, I was able to recognize Dylan's love as genuine after some time had passed. And that it was not a love that sought to change or to hide 
those sensitive parts of my soul. It was a love that covered them with more than enough care and sweetness. So this is my encouragement to you today. Be not afraid to open yourself up to love because with that also comes the openness to rejection and the openness to be unloved. But know first before you even present that choice to the world that you present that to Jesus, that your strength and that your identity flows forth from him, that regardless of the world accepting you or regardless of the world loving you, that Jesus accepts you and loves you. And that is where we get our confidence from. That's where we get our courage from. And it is a huge blessing. And so as you approach this life, be not afraid. Be not afraid. Those famous words of Pope St. John Paul II that ring true every single day, that ring true so deeply in my life, that this is a call to not be afraid, that we have the Lord on our side, that we are so loved, that we are so cherished, and that God does have good plans for us. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear God, thank you so much for joining us today. I'd like to pray for the person who's listening to this podcast right now, God, that you would fill their heart with so much courage, that you would send them good friends or a good significant other, a good spouse who will accept them and cherish them, who would help them to grow and encourage them in all the ways that they need to be encouraged. I pray against the fear of abandonment, that we would abandon ourselves totally to you, Jesus, that we would know that we are already provided for, already taken care of, that no matter who comes and goes in our life, that you love us so much that you are with us and that you will never leave us. And I ask all of this in your name and through your blessed mother. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. Can't wait to see you at the next one. God bless.